Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Hello. Oh, hi. Hi. I'm Tegan Atoli. I'm only back for one more episode. This is it. It's the final countdown. So I'm Lee Campbell and I've made a cameo back to talk about my favourite thing, holidays. And what podcast am I on? This is this glorious mess. Don't you remember? We are the mother's group in your ear where judgment is left at the door. I have enjoyed listening to you while I've been gone, but I'm so excited to be back because guess what we're talking about? Let me guess. Holidays. Yes. (laughs) But more specifically, our wisdom, our knowledge, everything we've learned over our collective years of parenting and holidaying. So we contextually know what a holiday is and that routine's different and places look different, but kids are just like, oh, what's a holiday? I'm on a plane. I'm in a car. Now I'm somewhere different. I'm just being a kid somewhere else. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And so routine going out the window as an adult is often joyful and spontaneous, but routine going out the window for little ones can really put things into disarray and ruin your holiday. So we're here to help, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) Or just like help you learn from our mistakes. Yes, and just feel seen and heard and unjudged. Yeah. I want to start by talking to you because three kids, I guess so similar in age, were they always on the same routine of food and sleep and stuff? Yeah, well, the twins always were. Mm. Obviously, Banjo, there was a time there where, no, they were on the polar opposites. Like the twins would nap, then Banjo would, or the opposite, Banjo would nap, the twins would go, then go down. Like oh. when it went between that two to one nap time, yes. you know. Anyway. We travelled a lot during that time and it did get tricky, but I think the one thing I learnt was just to really let go a little bit. Yeah. I think my biggest fear when going on trips was because of the three, I was quite routine-based as a parent Mm. in general. I had, you know, my sleeps nailed and all this kind of stuff. They were portable children in the fact that they'd sleep in the car and, you know, they'd they'd be good on the go. But, yeah, when we were on a full-blown holiday, I used to get so worried about if I let everything go on this trip, then Mm. when I get home, all the work I've done in setting up this routine and this great schedule that works really well for our house is just going to go out the window. And I think when I realised that that doesn't actually happen all the time, that I started to enjoy my holidays a bit more. If they were in bed a bit later or if they didn't have that nap at the Mm. normal time that they usually do or, you know, we're talking about kids when they're a bit younger at this point. Yeah. But that's the ones that need the routine and the schedule and all that Mm. kind of stuff. So I think once I let that go... I could enjoy myself yeah. a little bit more instead of worrying about like the aftermath of a trip. But what would you do about naps? Like, for example, you're not a day napper. You don't love a day nap. I really in my real life get time, but I love a day nap. So when Alexander was a baby and we were on holidays, I was like, oh, it's nap time. Oh. And I would go and nap with him or in the room with him and love that hour yeah. or two in the dark, whereas you just can't do a day nap. No, I can't. But I suppose if we had sleeping babies, like during that time, we'd always have 
a pool. Like yes. a, we'd be staying at a home where there's and a pool just in, the yard. in the yard. Yeah. Oh yeah. And my kids loved a pram nap. They love a car nap. So I'd always just try and time my day to match up with what they needed. Yes. And it might have been like, you know, usually they have an hour nap, but today they're going to have a few half-hour quickie little snoozers, you know. So I just think if you let yourself be a little bit more flexible Mm. on a trip, then you'll enjoy yourself a little bit more. And don't worry so much about the aftermath of a holiday. You'll get back on track. Yeah. Within a few days it usually all settles down. My tip only really works with one child, but we had a travel cot that, you know, I looked into all of them, of course, and it was a very safe one and it was quite compact. So we would take that with us flying or driving as opposed to asking a hotel to provide a travel cot firstly because I knew it was safer and cleaner secondly there's a quite bulky because if you've got quite a compact travel cot this is my hack you put a towel down in the bathroom you put the travel cot in the bathroom (laughs) you put the baby in the bathroom that's their room that's their room they don't know I mean obviously make sure it's not freezing or too hot You have to brush your teeth and clean, you know, do all your things first. Then if you need the bathroom, you've got to go down to the lobby. That's so funny. But it means you and your partner or yourself or whoever can watch TV, can get room service, can kind of enjoy the hotel. And feel like you've got a room. Without sitting in the dark with your phone under a blanket kind of scrolling. (laughs) And I posted that on Instagram when we first did it. And it was a tip that I got from my audience. And then half of the parents were horrified. They're like, you put the baby in the bathroom. And then the other half were like. definitely done a bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. The other half were like, genius. Oh, my gosh. So when Alexander was in cot stage. I literally chose hotels and motels by the bathroom size. I was like, there's no picture of the bathroom. Also, this sounds way worse than it is, but if it's got a big walk-in closet. Yeah, same, same. Obviously, leave the door open, but it's like a little nook or a little crevice that's not putting the baby out in your open space so that while you're on a holiday, you're having to whisper to your husband at 6 o'clock And, like, I probably wouldn't do that with a newborn under six weeks, but (laughs) as you get your confidence up, like when they're eight months old, it's so great. they're usually sleeping in their own room anyway. through the night, Yeah. yeah. And we went on a holiday when Alexander had just started solids, like just. And I was Mm. like, oh, I'm not going to be a pouch mum for 10 days. (laughs) He ate pouches. He didn't know any better. They taste fine. And I was like, I had a bit of mum guilt about like, oh, no, aren't I meant to be pureeing organic, whatever. Yeah. We had the best trip. He ate every single pouch. Yeah. It was easy for me. No refrigeration. Fed his best girlfriend. No <laughs> knives and forks. I was just like, here's your pouch. Here's a pouch. Yeah. So and lower the standards, I think, for yourself. They don't know. They're having yeah. a great time. Like, like they're with mum and dad. And I think it's about consistency as well. You know, like if there's a token sleep toy mm. or they usually have a sleep in dark rooms with, you know, white noise or something, just try and bring along as much as you can yeah. that reflects just a normal home and routine. Yeah. We had one of those little machines that was like the shusha that like you literally put in the pram or the cot and yeah. it was like a little portable white noise yeah. machine. And also we had the portable blackout blinds. Like they're, It's like a blackout blind with suction. Yes. Because oftentimes you will... Some hotels are so dark that you don't know if the world's ending outside, but then some places you stay, you're like, this is so light that my child will never go to sleep. So again, if you've listened to our packing episode, I love to overpack. So I packed like shushy machines and all sorts of paraphernalia that meant I had a bit holiday because my kid had a bit holiday. Exactly. And you just got to do what you got to do. You know, usually I used to be like, oh, we got to be home for a nap. But you know what? On this trip, we can just have car naps. If that's what it's going to take for you to have your sleep so that we can have a good rest of the day, you got to do what you got to do. Agree. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. 
And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. So now your kids are older, Teagues, yep. and Alexander as well. He understands the concept of a holiday. Do you prepare them in advance? Do you tell them what's happening? Oh, totally. And I think it's a really great way, especially at around our kids' age, you know, between four and six or seven it's almost like they get a bit frazzled by the unknown. Whereas mm-hmm. if you involve them, like this is where we're going, this is who we're going to see, this is the type of things we're going to do, they get really excited about it and less flustered about, mm-hmm. you know, the surprises. Yeah. It's not a change in their routine in terms of like feeding and sleeping, but it is a change in their routine in that usually they know they go to daycare or so the environmental change. Yeah. So yeah. I have been prepping Alexander, but not too far out because he's Oh, yes, you've got to deal with that. And the, yeah. yeah, the like understanding of time. He's like, now, now, tomorrow? And I'm like, no, in three weeks. So a couple of days before I'll yeah. say, okay, we're going down to Melbourne to see Nanny or we're going to Queensland and – yeah you know, it's going to be exciting and what do you want to pack? And Yeah, and I think getting them involved in the process, you know, like you can pick two of your toys to take mm. or how about you pick two of your favourite books that we can take with us or we're going to see such and such here, what would you like to show them or we can take one of these to share with them. Even showing them photos of where you're going to stay because Alexander's been to the Gold Coast before so when then we went again, when we got there and it was a different hotel, he had an absolute meltdown because he had just envisioned this slide. Yes. And so now I know, okay, this is where we're going and this is where we're staying and have a look then at home he can go hang on that looks different and I can explain that yeah the Gold Coast is a huge place so is (laughs) Melbourne and so we don't always go to that exact memory that he might have from last time so I think prepping them visually because kids don't can't hear all the words you just show them that well they do hear the words but as you said they think Queensland is a resort (laughs) so it's just one resort so (laughs) I find yeah visual prep really helps him understand and set up his expectations of what's going to be on the other end yeah great idea so again, your holiday's over. I love ending your imaginary I know. Why holiday. Do you, why do you keep ruining my holidays, babe? So how do you get your kids back into routine, back into the quote unquote mundane yeah. after your holiday's over? Well, the great thing about travelling domestically is that you don't have to experience all the jet lag yeah. and stuff like that. Which There's not I, a huge change. Yeah, it's. I think that's the benefits of staying close to home, you know, whether mm. it's a car trip or a short flight. You don't have to deal with that. I think... You need to allow a little bit of downtime before you get back into everything. So whether they're going back to school or they're going back to daycare, like, you know, if they're heading back to school or daycare on Monday, then you want to be arriving like, you know, not Sunday night. Yes, agree. I love arriving home on a Friday or a Saturday before getting back into real life on a Monday because, you know, mum can catch up on the washing or dad get the groceries. The kids can like have a bit of a meltdown. You want them to have a good sleep to get ready for the next day and going back into it all. Agreed. I used to be like maximise every single minute of leave. Yeah, like like, I will arrive at 7pm Sunday night. (laughs) Yes, or like when I'm pre-kids, I'd arrive, you know, somewhere from like 7am Monday and have to go to work. But in my... Wise old age. Yes. Yeah. Having a bit of downtime back at home before going back to work and school is always so much better. Yeah. And letting them settle back in as well, you know, and I think give it a bit of time. Sometimes, you know, if they have been away from home and just 
out of whack a little bit, then it might take them a few days to settle. I think a lot of parents freak out like, oh, no, I've ruined them. I've broken my children. Their day naps out of whack or, yeah. you know, they're not sleeping through the night like they usually do. But and that's for okay. me, I realise it's important for Alexander to adjust back to normal life because he has had me or Rich or both of us like full time it's for a week or whatever. So true. And then I get home and I'm like, oh, I've got to think about work and washing and groceries. And he's like, hey, mummy, let's play. And I'm like, oh, no, we're back to real life. But he's like, but you just played with <laughs> yeah. me yesterday all day. So lowering your expectations of them understanding going back to real life is yes. also. I know. And it's almost like we're the party poopers, right? Because we've just had the best time and created the best family memories. And like, you know, my kids will wake up and go, what are we doing today? I'm like, school, sorry. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you know, it's kind of like the coming from leave and going back to work. But, yes. you know, for a little person, it's the same kind of thing. So you got to ease them into it, I exactly. think. Exactly. To get some expert tips, we spoke to Derek McCormack, the director of Raising Children Network. A few ideas to bear in mind for heading away. One is for when you're traveling is to have a bag of activities. So it can be small toys, things I'd like to do while traveling. Yes, some healthy snacks. So that's one thing. Have a bag of things that you think will be helpful on the go. Another really good one is keep in mind seating arrangements. So whether that's in the car or on a plane or boat or train, thinking ahead about where will the child be have you booked a seat if you're able to book a seat where is the seat if it needs to be near a change room or near another kind of facility draw a picture in your mind of how everybody will be situated when traveling because you might think of something you you didn't realize was important two things come to mind that might go wrong one is you kind of assume that a small child can use an adult seat but you needed to book a booster or a bassinet for a very small child. Another one, say for a school-age child, might be that you have seating on a plane or in a row in some situation, that child can't get to the bathroom very easily. And one other thought comes to mind, and this is from experience as well, is if you're sitting in a train or plane or something and organizing food or ordering food is going to be difficult if you're not closest to, say, the flight attendant or or the person involved there. So think about how will we eat? How will we bathroom? Where will we sit? Before going, try and have a chat with your child, if they're old enough, about how you'll travel, where you're going, and what it will be like when you're going there. That's good to kind of set the scene beforehand. And then when it comes to the routine and managing sleep, a couple of tips. One is to start out the trip at a nap time if it's a small child. That can actually go pretty well. Another is if you have older children and they're quite active, let them have a big old play, a big old run around before you head off. So they're, they're burned out a little bit before the trip. And then thinking about when you get there, when you arrive, main thing to keep in mind is try to hold on to those usual bedtime routines. Now, even if they're happening at a different time, that's okay, because this is the flexibility, right? We will be flexible. We are on holiday. We will let things get a bit loose and goosey. But there's the notion of when it is time to sleep, we do it the same way that we do it at home. We have the same routine. On a car travel trip, aside from the usual advice about safe sleeping environments, I'll maybe point out one thing that I had forgotten. When you're on holiday, make sure your child knows immediately where you'll be sleeping because you might just be caught by surprise when they need you in the night and they don't know where you are. So they really should know the lay of the land. 
Well, thank you to our beautiful Lee Campbell for joining us again, coming back to your grassroots style. so nice. I think we should all go on a holiday together. All the TGMers. Yes, let's have a TGM conference in the Bahamas. (laughs) This is This Glorious Mess. Get in touch with us at tgm at mamamia.com.au. Share with us your routine, travel hacks, all of the above, and also join our parenting group, Mamma Mia Family. We would love to hear from you. This episode was produced by Grace Rouvray with audio production by Scott Stronning. Bye. See ya. Listener.